0: Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. What's happening, everyone? And welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. With me, Ashley Schuler, your host. I'm super excited for this season, The Power of Team. And I'm gonna explain to you what we're about to get into in just a minute. But if you're listening for the first time, welcome, 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 welcome. So glad that you're here. And you're wondering, what is this podcast about anyway? So this podcast is about a couple of things. It's about people, process, and outcomes. It's about how we manage our work. It's about leading projects and teams. It's about systems and processes and everything in between. It's the good stuff. It's the podcast that you didn't think you needed in your life, but now you do. So Conversations with Ask Ash is kicking off a brand new season, The Power of Team. I'm very excited about this season. I've been working a long time. I've had this vision for this topic in this season for a long time, for many a month, and The reason why is because since the pandemic, there has been a very interesting storyline going on, folks, about hiring, firing, team dynamics, team culture, leading teams, people wanting to find great people to work with. So I've taken a lot of notes, have a lot of observations, experienced some things myself. And I said, you know what? We need to have a whole season talking about team and teamwork and working together and so it's called the power of team because you really can't do anything without having people behind you and working with you and in conjunction to the vision that's been given to you so it's called the power of team I also started noticing too that many people started on in the online space just specifically I, I would hear about having a team, but then I never saw the team. I would only see the te- only see people talking about the team and actually see them in in only a few instances, I would only see it and on a regular basis. So I said to myself, self, wouldn't it be great to have a season where, you're not only interviewing leaders, but that you also invite leaders and their team members. Oh, oh. I'm telling you, I get so excited thinking about that. So this season, we have done just that. We have some really great interviews with leaders, CEOs, and a few of their team members. And I'll tell you something, it is really a dynamic season and I'm very, very excited about it. And so get your notebooks out, your pen and your papers, all that good stuff. And we are gonna get into the first topic of today, which is leading projects and managing people. So that is the first topic that we're gonna get into. And I'm gonna break down the three elements of project leadership. First going to go over vision and then establishing team operations navigating the unknown, and then the bonus, which is practicing empathy, okay, practicing empathy. So first and foremost, we hear a lot about mission statements. What's the mission, right? What is a mission statement? But when we're talking about leading projects in teams, it's very important that we also look at the vision, okay? When we look at the vision, we're looking at where leaders are taking their, their company and their teams. So that's gonna be really important. So when we think about it from Microsoft's vision, they have a company statement that says, a computer on every desk and in every home. So that's their vision statement. And so when we think about developing vision statements, we're thinking about the future. We're thinking about where we are leading the company And more importantly, too, it's how we're able to communicate effectively to our team members so that they can actually live it, breathe it, and have it be infused in their work. And it also clarifies purpose and it helps to guide the success of the team. So vision, that's the first thing. So ask yourself, how do you see the future with your team? What's the vision that you have for your team? Then when it comes to leading projects, and when we define projects, we're really talking about it from the perspective of you're taking on an initiative that's going to bring about a product, service, or result. So that could be your your course, your community, that could be a product, a service, a virtual event, an app, NFT, so many things, a fashion line, all of these things are projects, new software. So when we start looking at what we're creating with these projects and you're leading the charge, you must have a vision for the project. So that's the first thing I want you to write down. I'm not sure what you're working on right now, but let's look at that. What's my vision? What's my vision for the project that I'm working on? Okay, very good, I love it. All right, number two, establishing team operations. So when we're looking at the perspective of leading projects and managing people, the people part, that's what trips us up, if we can be real. People, as some, as, some, as some would say, people stay peopling, you know what I mean? People stay peopling. But as a leader, the success of the team also rides on how the infrastructure is, is built, is how the infrastructure is built. What do I mean by that? I'm so glad that you are asking that as you're listening to this. The components of it, establishing team communication, meeting management, having a project management process, empowering team members, knowing your role, and centralizing your work. It's a mouthful, but we're gonna walk through it. We're gonna walk through it. It's all under number two, which is establishing team operations. So when I'm talking about communication, I often talk with my clients and other leaders It's so important that we're looking at this from the perspective of how should we communicate? How should we communicate? That's really important. And what should we communicate? And when should we communicate? Now, when we are talking about how we're communicating with our team members, as leaders, we have to make sure that we know what the purpose is of our communication. So let's get real specific, let's get real case study-ish right now so that we make it make sense. I want you to picture yourself with a team member right now or team members, and think about when some form of communication has been misplaced, it has been mismatched, you weren't able to follow it, right? Okay, so I want you to think about that. So then I also want to think about that moment where there was that misunderstanding and so communication means that we're thinking about what needs to be communicated in terms of our project work that leads to execution. So, communication, I believe, should be centered on a few things. Number one, deciding what you're going to communicate to each other. So, if you're the type of leader that wants to be involved in the details, that's great. I mean, you have to ask yourself if you need to be all up in the weeds. That's a that's a whole nother different conversation. But you got your team members that are handling specific areas of the business, specific tasks and whatnot. And you have to decide when you need to be pulled in. So that is looking at it from the perspective of, number one, what do I need to know? Am I the bottleneck? Am I the, the person that, you know, basically deters the situation or is a stop gap for my team member to move a process or a task forward. So you wanna make sure that you're really understanding your place in the communication, understanding what needs to be communicated. So do you need to know the details of a client deliverable or do you need to be inside of the process where you sign off on something? And so that that brings me into a latter, a latter part of the point I wanna make on establishing a project management process, but we're not there yet because we're still talking about communication. So we're gonna keep on task. So what, what do you communicate? And so that could be status updates. That could be that you're finished with a task. That could be the fact that the client has signed off on a particular process and you just have to give the thumbs up and a nod to move on to the next phase. It all depends on on what's happening within your business. So when do you need to know this information? Some people like to do 15-minute stand-ups. I'm a big fan of that. Stand-ups are fantastic for knowing what's happening at a really high level. It's the opportunity where you can ask those pointed questions within 15 minutes and your team members can ask you really targeted questions and then people can just go about their business. So you can do that three times a week. If you have a really um, highly functioning and highly performing team, you may need to do it every day or it may need to be like once a week. Just depends, just depends. So another point that I definitely wanna make too is that you're going to want to centralize your communication into one space because that really helps you to focus in on what's important and not get distracted. So the number one tool that I would use is Slack. Slack and a project management tool, but we'll get into that later. But Slack is definitely going to be my tool of choice It's very easy to use. You can break the channels down into subjects. You can get out of your email and your text messages. No text messages, people. Don't do it. Don't do it for a lot of stuff. But if you're talking about project work, getting the work done, communicating what needs to be done, collaborating, you definitely need to have it in one place, which is Slack. And that's just for, you know, all types of communications within the business that you are working on. Now the project management tool, that's definitely another place that you can communicate as well. So communication, just to recap, number one, you wanna decide at what level do I need to be involved in communication? Do I need to know all the details or do I need to be high level? Which one is it? Two, when do I need to be involved in the communication? Should I have stand up meetings three times a week, five times a week, once a week, Touch points, which one? And then how we're gonna communicate and establishing a plan of communication. So the how we're going to communicate really just dives into the chemistry of the team. Is it better that we communicate using a tool of some sort, meetings, right? So that kind of morphs into the what and the when and it's how we're communicating. And it's also communication styles, Right. And so I think that is really important too, making sure that we are communicating clearly and effectively so that people know about direct communication, you know, how people like to receive feedback. All of those things are really important in understanding our communication. So document this all. I would get a Google Doc, I would get a plan together. And this is really good, especially when you start to hire other people. You can have a, a team lead walk through all the different communication channels, how people like to be communicated, when is the time that we communicate this information, how do folks interact with each other, all of those things in between. Communication, communication, communication. It's lovely. All right, meeting management. I hinted at it, hinted at it just a little bit ago, but one of my favorite topics in terms of the, the team operations and the infrastructure is talking about the keys to meeting management, meaning that oftentimes we are in meetings that we don't need to be in, that's just real talk. We are involved in meetings that don't have any purpose, meetings that quite frankly don't move the needle into what we're looking to accomplish. So I wanted to throw out some tips to you all on how you can effectively manage meetings. Number one, I would highly suggest setting up 15-minute meetings with key individuals, key individuals. You have a task for the week. You know that it's going to require a lot of attention and you need input from certain people. Only invite those individuals. Everything else is on a need-to-know basis for anyone else that's involved, right? 15-minute meetings, recurring invites, standard questions you should ask. What are you accomplishing this week? What do you need help with? And what is at risk? The what is at risk question is super critical and it's something that is often overlooked. What's at risk means, what is something that is actually a task that is, that's actually gonna go off the rails? What's something that is in danger of not getting complete? What is that and why? Is there not enough support? Is there not enough information? Is there a decision that has not been made? What is it? So that meeting management is key. And having those stand-ups are really going to help bring together the communication and help people so, quick, uh, Sorry, quickly solve problems, quickly solve problems. All right, another tip I have, having an agenda. Having an agenda is going to be key to a successful meeting. That's gonna be putting that in the invite, what the purpose is, what we're meeting about. And for some, this might be a little rigid, but I'm telling you, it helps to keep people focused. People should not be walking into a meeting saying, okay, what are we talking about? Here's what we're talking about. Those of you who don't read your emails or your Slack messages, rather, you're gonna have to get used to it. Make sure that people are ready. People are prepped to meet, send out materials in advance. Uh, My designers uh, my service providers, whatever it is, you, you guys need feedback on things, whatever it is, go ahead and, and send some things in advance, especially if you need to talk it out. You may need to do some collaboration where you're tagging folks, people are giving feedback. you know and you keep and you're keeping that collaborative spirit going so you may not need to formally meet. But if people need to be prepped on stuff, uh, you know, things like presentations and you're, you're looking for direction, meet, meet and talk. You know, and get the purpose there, get people ready so that they're not thinking on their feet about what it is they're, so, they're supposed to be saying. Secondly, I'm all about having some record of the meeting. So, a cool way to ensure that, you know, everybody's on the same page, you can use something called otter.ai or another transcribing tool with Zoom. And you could record the meetings, make sure that the meetings are on auto record. You schedule them, you have otter.ai, the transcription. And then you can pull, you know, keywords and and phrases, you know, pass them on to another team member, someone that, you know, does the, the great work of the operations assistant, executive assistant, virtual assistant, you know, and transcribe some notes and action items and things like that. So where would you store this information as we're heading into uh, the third sub point of number two, establishing team operations, which is establishing a project management process. Establishing a project management process. I promise you we're gonna get to the PM tools, just hold on. So what I mean by that is there's a process for how you go about executing projects, okay? And the project management, as a whole, project management by definition, it is the knowledge, it's the skills, it's the techniques that deliver something, that's something, a product, service, or result. So all of that, it is establishing a pathway. So you're applying methods, skills, knowledge, experience to essentially deliver something that's a value, that's a product, service, or result. Now in traditional project management spaces, like the Project Management Institute, that there are typically, there are five phases of project management. There's also other areas um, of project management as well. There is agile, there is everything in between um, with project management. But it is my belief, it is my belief that project management is a core business process for any organization because, you are aligning your goals your strategic planning with the projects that you're working on and that you that you are bringing to fruition and how do you do that you do that through managing projects and having a project management process which means that it needs to be crafted and customized per industry per business and so project management helps you to do a few things one it reduces you and your team from wasting time. Number two, it brings alignment between your goals and the strategic planning that takes place. Project management is an effective way to get your work done on time and within budget, which means that you're not wasting money, okay? Come on, who don't wanna waste any money? Come on now. It's about efficiency. And who doesn't wanna be more efficient? It helps to promote collaboration within your team members. And it also helps with your customers and your clients. And it helps to also resolve any problems, right? Because you are literally navigating a process that is streamlined in your business and that you bring the project through and it's completed with excellence, boom. That's the beauty of project management. I get excited. We could be talking about this for the rest of the episode. We have more to cover. <laughs> so some key things in uh, project management. There's so many though, there's just so many. But PM tools, yes, PM tools. I'm a big pro- proponent of business owners, companies having a way to track your work. Tracking, you need to track these projects now. You can use one of my number ones, which is ClickUp. But there's also other ones out there. Notion, Asana, Trello, Basecamp. What else is out there? There's a lot, a lot of different tools out there. But the PM tools allow you as a leader to not always hop on a Zoom call, respond to Slack messages. Again, if you have a proper process set in place, right? If you have your communication plan in place, if you have your process set up correctly, you can literally never talk to anybody. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're just gonna uh, have a reduced amount of time on your calendar of when you need to meet with people. When you're organized, when a process is set up, when your operations are, are up and running. And so- Having a project management tool just allows you to be more collaborative with your team members, allows you to track the work, see what's getting done, see what's not getting done and make sure making sure that things are efficient. Things are efficient. So make sure you have a PM tool. All of them are free. They have free plans. So there's no excuse, but you will want to upgrade, especially when you have team members, you will want to upgrade to the paid Uh, plans just for more of the bells and whistles to become unlocked. All right, knowing your role. Knowing your role is an important aspect within the project management process, within the team process, which is establishing who's doing what, why they're doing it and how it all fits together, AKA vision. So you wanna make sure that A, you have the right people on the project, meaning that you have the right people who are gonna carry out the work. You wanna make sure that. You wanna make sure it's clear what their role is and what they're responsible for. Also, empowering your team members. Empowering your team members is a key aspect to this as well. You wanna be the type of leader that empowers your team member to take action, to take initiative. And how do you do that? It goes right back to knowing your role folks need to know and understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, why they are important for this task and this process and how it benefits the deliverable, the end result, what it is that you're creating and producing. So empowering your team members can also look like different in different ways like, you know, some team development sessions, some one-on-one meetings, you know, sending gifts, you know. It looks like in in different ways it's establishing trust Empowering your team members, knowing that you don't have to be the bottleneck in every situation so that they can go and make the decisions and get the work done. That's what you want to empower your team members. All right, number three. Okay, we're moving along. We've talked about vision, the importance of having a vision for your project and for your team. We've talked extensively about establishing team operations and again, folks, we talked about communication, meeting management, establishing a project management process, and there are several others, but that kind of that gives you a, some foundational pieces to work with. Number three is navigating the unknown. We're talking about conflict management, chaos, managing setbacks, okay? That is all a part of leading a project. I don't know any project that I've led that I've been a part of where it has not been a setback or it hasn't gotten like totally chaotic at some point in time. It's just a part of it. It's, it's, it's navigating the beast of the situation. So what I mean by navigating the unknown is that you have to have the right perspective as a leader to be flexible, to be solution driven, and to bring your team members in to all aspects of the project where appropriate. So when we when I spoke about empowering your team members, that means in the middle of chaos that you are leaning on them per their role and per what they're carrying out, that they can help with the decision of what to do next. So when conflict arises between each other, I think that's a really important point. Conflict is good. And one of the guests on the show talks about the importance of knowing your team and how you can do that using personal development tools but also the importance of how you are communicating your problems. And so I would impress upon every single person listening that the problem is the problem, okay? And that try your hardest to, to look at what the actual issue is and separate it from that from the person. Now, if there are behavioral issues and traits and character things, sure, you're gonna have to address that. But you are also going to need to be able to manage what the problem is for the project so that you can create a path forward all right so that you can be able to create a path forward managing conflicts is not easy that's why communication and community and speaking up and speaking often needs to be encouraged at the at the jump at the start of every project with your first hire whoever that is open communication As I've learned, honest, open, and transparent, hot communication is what needs to happen and it's going to get uncomfortable you're not going to want to do it all the time but it's going to make you and your team better hot communication all right the bonus the bonus is practicing empathy practicing empathy so I want to introduce you all to a concept of empathy by Brene Brown and I actually am in the beginning really beginning stages of reading her book her empathy book but one of the things that in terms of a definition of empathy is this, and I love how Brene Brown puts it, is that empathy is connecting with people so we know we're not alone when we're in struggle. Empathy is a way to connect to the emotion, to the emotion that another person is experiencing. It doesn't require that we've experienced the same situation they're going through. So that's why we definitely have to be kind to ourselves so that we can be kinder to other people. So remember that empathy is connecting with people so we know we're not alone when we're in struggle. Empathy is a way to connect to the emotion of another person and what they're experiencing. And it doesn't require that we've we've experienced the same situation that they're going through. So that means that you have to be self-aware That also means too, that you have to let other voices be heard and respected, be heard and respected. And that's a key part of it. We're talking about this empathy piece and how we have to practice it. And so when I speak about self-awareness, I'm really speaking about being conscious and being informed of who you are as a person how you lead, how you act, how you speak, some of your natural habits, your characteristics. If you are familiar with the DISC assessment, strength finders, those are, again, are the beginning stages of you being self-aware of who you are. And then for your team members, that's really important. Understanding your team members' strengths and their areas of improvement. And something that another guest talks about a lot is having team development sessions, like monthly team development sessions. That's also how you get to know your other team members. That's how you also develop empathy as a leader because you're not gonna be able to know how somebody thinks and all of their characteristics and trying to figure out all the things when you interview them and also when you start working with them. You start to unpack all of that, but it takes time. So be patient, be understanding, again, communicate often, make sure that you're speaking up, and that's also gonna be a key part in, as a leader, as as you are practicing empathy. Well, okay, well we are at the end of the episode and I'm excited that you guys have made it to the end. <laughs> of uh, three elements of project leadership plus a bonus, the importance of having vision, establishing team operations, navigating the unknown, and the bonus, practicing empathy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Conversations with Ask Ash. That's all that I have for you guys. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A S H L E Y S H U L E R underscore.